Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411-ish. I like that ish ish because we're doing something we've never done before. 100% of this episode has been taken over. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, he claims it himself by saying he now owns 1% of the podcast. (laughs) Not yet. Oh my God. They don't know that yet. You will. As soon as you hear it, it all makes sense and it'll be worth it. I'm going to take that part out because I think it's fun. I'm going to take it out because you're not stealing his thunder. He's not trying to steal his thunder. It's just really funny. Well, I'm still taking that part out because he did a great job of... He did a great job. Yep. But like we... Steve interviewed us. Mm -hmm. He edited and he put together the special episode of all bits and pieces from all the other interviews too, just for us. Yes. And it was amazing. Enjoy listening to A World Gone Good on Pier 54. Do you believe in love? I've never thought about it, but yeah, yeah. I believe in the power of love. Everyone has to believe in love. Yes, I I do believe in love. How can you not? It's what makes the world go round. I absolutely believe in love. I can't imagine a person who has never experienced love or grief. I think these are the two ties that bind the human existence, don't you? Hi, I'm Sonia Blangiardo. I'm Martha Madison. I'm Michael Maloney. I'm Shannon Coach. And I'm Amanda Kimmel. I'm Doug Prinzavalli. And I'm John Carosa. And you're entering A a World world Gone Gone Good. Good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and I am the host of World Gone Good, the podcast where we look for some light in the darkness and celebrate the good that is still out there in this world of ours. And as of right now, I am officially doing a Pier 54 takeover. Yep, just like that 1% of ELQ stock Lucy Co. used to own. Lucy Co., I love Lucy Co. I think Valentine has it now. Who has it? Somebody has it. I have decided I own 1% of Pier 54 stock. And somehow, through some machinations of some sort, that is allowing me controlling power of the podcast. Insert evil laugh here. (laughs) Oh. Wait, my show's all about good things. Okay, insert really good laugh here. This week over on my show, World Gone Good, we are celebrating love, specifically love in the afternoon. To a new beginning, trading passion and power. You make it sound like I seduced him on the terrace or something. To survive the pressures of today. And when people fall in love, they can't help it. It just happens. All the romance and drama 
of One Life to Live and General Hospital. Part of ABC's Love in the Afternoon. Watch tomorrow starting at 2, 1 Central, 12 Mountain on ABC. So what is the connection between real-life love and the fictional love we find in towns named Salem and Pine Valley and Port Charles? I invited some guests to join me on our love fest, including your two favorite hosts from Pier 54, Shannon and Amanda, or Amanda and Shannon. Which one of them has controlling interest of the podcast? That's who gets their name first. Let them figure it out. I just have this little 1% to mess with them and have a little fun. Anyway, since they came over and spent some good time with me on my show, they have invited me here to spend some good time with you. I think we should keep sharing the love right here, don't you? I mean, it's Valentine's week. Get our love on. Did you get some love? Do you have a love? Do you love yourself? God, we're getting deep quick, aren't we? Listen, just sit back, sit back. Um, Keep working out, cleaning, driving, doing whatever you're doing while you're listening to this and enjoy some exclusive content made just for you. Someone cue the old school theme song. Hello, ladies from Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast, a fan General Hospital pod. What Did I get the order right? A General Hospital fan podcast. Okay. Question number one. Why is it called Pier 54? Because that is where all the secret conversations take place and people go and have their little gossip sessions. All the interesting things tend to happen on the pier. Not all the interesting things, but the secret things that they don't want everyone else to know. Yes. And there's like a big um, garage door with the painting 5-4 on it, isn't there? Yes. Yes. (laughs) See, I'm not a bad idiot. (laughs) We like when we get good screen time. (laughs) Yes. Right, right, right. It's a good push for you. And do you know that, um, do you know how they make the water effect on the actors? Do you want me to tell you? Because I work there. Sure. Okay. So how they make the water effect is there's this little tiny trough that's about a foot deep of water, if that, six inches of water. And there's little pieces of mirror, broken mirror in the water. And all you have to do is hit a light down there and it shimmers up at the actor's faces to make it look like water reflecting off the ocean. I kind of want to do that in my house. Yes, that's awesome. I'm going to make myself an ocean room. <laughs> You're going to hang up right now and like run to the bathroom and start breaking mirrors. <laughs> I just got a new, my bathroom just got remodeled. That would be a great addition. Okay, so we are talking today about love. It's Valentine's Day week, and we're specifically talking about how love and daytime intersect. Um, in a most fun and, and unique way. So here we go. Whoever wants to bat it back to me first. Amanda, you're up. I'm signaling you. Here's the question. Do you believe in love? Of course I do. How can you not? It's what makes the world go round. Cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that's your answer. No, that your answer is so cheesy. Not that you believe in love, but that your answer was so cheesy. Sorry for the jadedness <laughs> that comes off on Tier 54. I don't mean to be like that. Shannon, do you believe in love? I do. <laughs> now you can't use my cheesy answer. No, I can't. <laughs> do you want to expound on that anymore? Um, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I think I'm a very happy, lovey person. So I think that that's just part of my natural belief system is... Love and rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> and how have daytime dramas made love more accessible 
or more real? How have they reflected back to real life for you? I think that the soaps show us the depth of love and the fact that it's not perfect. Like some shows you watch, Mm -hmm. you know, they live happily ever after all the time. But soaps, soaps, can't talk here, soaps show us that it's not always perfect. There's not always a happy ending. They deal with financial issues and infidelity and health crisis, and you still have to love that person through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like sitcoms, it's wrapped up in 22 minutes and next issue is next week and they forget about the fact that something happened three weeks ago. Right. Which I mean, those are nice, you know. It's a nice fairy tale, but I feel like soaps give you more of a reality in the way of you really do have to love someone through everything. And I think that they do a good job of showing the different kinds of love and the different like levels of it. So like there's a clear difference between the teenagers puppy love and, you know, a more mature, like when we saw for general hospital, you know, Edward and Lila were still so in love, but you know, they weren't all smoochy. Well, he was still kind of smoochy on her, but you know, there's a real intimacy. That's not necessarily the intimacy that you kind of think about. Like there's a more, emotional connection and everything. And they talk about the fact that they stayed together for so long and through all that stuff. And I mean, some of the stuff that they go through is totally far-fetched, but. Well, it's heightened, right? Because life yes, life itself yes. is heightened, but then this is heightened to another level. Do you think that it's so heightened so that we feel better about ourselves and maybe a little more competent in our own reality? Or is that. It's a really good question. <laughs> I would say to some degree, yes. I try not to do the whole, at least I don't have it that bad, or at least, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I can see that, you know, because it's like, well, at least I wouldn't lie to someone who had amnesia about who they were for nine months. (laughs) And why General Hospital? It's the only soap that I have ever watched. Um, It was one that a girl that I was friends with, I would, we would walk home from the bus together and her mom would be watching it. So I'd get like the last 15 minutes of it. Then over the summer we watched it. My mom had watched it when she was younger. And, um, I found out later that my Grammy was a huge general hospital fan. And, um, as I became an adult, I was able to have great conversations with her too. So why you, I know you yeah, it was just a lifelong kind of, it was in the house all the time. My mom watched it. She watched all three, um, all my children, One Life to Live and General Hospital. But through the years, you just don't have the time to sit and watch all of them every day. And GH held my most interest because it had the best teen storylines when I was a teen. How has daytime changed since you first started watching it? And have you noticed a change? I think the storylines are more real now. We don't have aliens showing up. <laughs> um, we don't have vampires hanging out. Like the stuff that they're dealing with, not all of it, obviously, because most people don't have spouses that come back from the dead or whatever. But a lot of it you could have to deal with in your normal life. I think that's one of the things that General Hospital has always been good with, though, because, I mean, they did the AIDS storyline mm-hmm. when it was still so controversial. So Agnes Nixon... Once made the statement, make them laugh, make them cry, make them wait. And that was her theory behind everything she wrote for her three or four soaps that she created. 
Mm. How does that reflect back to you and your love of watching General Hospital? I think that explains the 90s perfectly. (laughs) We still love the show, but there are times where it's like, can we just move something along? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's not, I I think that they're taking the make them wait. To the extreme? Yes. No, I mean, like, I've literally laughed out loud many times at the show, just at the the quirky stuff, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And those love stories are the love stories that you fell in love with all those years ago and you still stick with it because it's like, well, that person still belongs with this person or they need to come back around because they have kids together or, you know, you don't forget those stories you saw how many years ago. Entertainment reporter Michael Maloney knows a thing or two about love stories. He's covered them for People Magazine, Soap Opera Digest and presently Soap Hub. He sat down with me to offer his perspective on love, both fictional and real. So do you think soaps are aspirational, fantastical? What, what, how do you view them? Well, that, those are two good words. I think they're both. I do think they're aspirational. I do think they're fantastical. I, I, I you know, I attended a, a Zoom recently, um, with some actors and it was attended by um, hundreds of fans. They all had a story about how they might've met that actor or a particular actor or seen something they did on, on TV. And it really stayed with them for decades. If people see a a fictional work where they're touched by it, they're going to remember it. And they're hopefully going to try to adapt it into their real lives if they have an opportunity to do so. So if you had to pick, and there's a lot to choose from here, what would you say is daytime's greatest love story? So I would say the greatest love stories come from a character sacrificing some of their own happiness, some of their own freedom, some of their own joys and wants in life for another person on general hospital Uh, Holly was going to be in the process of being extradited back to England where she had no family or friends. She was pregnant, had no money. And Robert decided to go onto the plane and bring her in for questioning about something that he had trumped up just so that he could save her because he cared about her because he was the woman that his best friend loved. And then in time, that story took on a new level where they fell in love on their own, both on camera and off as as they've both talked about. And I thought that was a good example of um, a love story that you really went on that journey on. It moved, it moved quickly, but it unfolded naturally. And I thought that was a really good example. I think it's a story that people still recall if they watched it back in the day. That's one example that comes to mind. Sonia Blanjardo is a dear friend of mine, and she's also an Emmy-winning director with a unique perspective on love, and that's most focused on daytime love. Ironically, I always wanted to work on all my children, so much so that I said that in my uh, so many times during my high school years, my friends left me that in my year in the you know my yearbook, but it was very sarcastic, like. 
yeah, Sonia's going to get her job at All My Children. But then I did get the job at All My Children because <laughs> I was just always soap obsessed. So I started as an intern. I worked on All My Children for 11 and a half years, went to One Life to Live, went to As the World Turns, and then uh, a couple of more in between. And now I'm at Days of Our Lives. Tell everyone what you do at Days of Our Lives. I am a director for Days of Our Lives. Agnes Nixon once said, make them laugh, make them cry, make them wait. How does that reflect back to real life? Well, the first two, I think, are very prevalent. Hopefully, you balance it out with more laughter than tears. But I think tears are important to grow emotionally, spiritually, to connect with the person. And, and I don't mean tragic tears. I think tears could also be a positive release of emotions. And I think we all need that. Let them wait. I don't know. That that's that's interesting. I think for storytelling, one hundred percent. And no one was more the queen of storytelling than Agnes Nixon. She is the the matriarch of this medium. One of I know there were a couple of others in there, but for me personally, growing up, just not even understanding what she had created until I was part of her world and a very small part is really mind blowing. That woman had the foresight way, way, way beyond the time period in which she introduced all of this, but. It is true because if you if you expose a story too soon or it's all about the anticipation, that's what makes the audience come back and want to watch the next day, the day after. Will they, won't they, will they, won't they? So she kind of mastered that formula. And, and I think it's something that still holds true today in terms of storytelling and not just in soaps. I just think in anything, any any form of storytelling, you want to really, really make the audience want want to root for something or someone Martha Madison negotiates those pesky sands through the hourglass on a daily basis on the show. Well, I'll let McDonald Carey finish this for us. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. You have been playing a part on Days of Our Lives on and off for over 20 years? Uh, almost 20 years. Yeah. Two, next 20 year years. will be 20 years. Yeah. No, no. 2004. Sorry. 2024 will be 20 years. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound a little crazy, but I've asked this. I asked this of a few other of the guests. So I'm going to ask you, how does daytime make love more accessible for people? And is it a real component that can transfer into people's lives? What do you think? Wow, that's kind of a that's a very heady question. Who knew I was this deep? <laughs> I did. Oh, sweet. I think that you know, when you look at the people who watch daytime, um, you know, typically very much like me, just kind of like an average Midwestern American, right? And you know, when I was growing up, we don't have like big explosions and huge betrayals and like all this big stuff, right? So watching soaps is really exciting for us. And uh, I think the falling in love part, it happens so frequently <laughs> on soaps that you get to experience and, and participate in that element of falling in love. You know, those stories tend to take a long time when they're really going to pair two people together for a long time. The lead up to that's really exciting, but it lasts a long time and it happens pretty frequently in daytime. So I feel like you're always in some, as a viewer, always in some part of, a, you know, involved in some part of falling in love. And that adds something really wonderful to your life. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, um, I think that's what makes 
you know, romance in the afternoon. So appealing. <laughs> Agnes Nixon said, make them laugh, make them cry, make them wait. Yes, make them wait. That's exactly right. How does that apply to real life? Or does it? People often get paired off in real life pretty easily or pretty quickly. I don't think that, you know, movie style falling in love happens all the time, right? Like when I met my husband, I mean, I knew within a few minutes that I was going to date that guy. Like it was not a question. I, I was like, he's the one I want. And then, you know, I basically went after it and he's like, oh, sure. <laughs> and that was it. That was our dating, you know. And we've been together for almost 20 years. So I don't know that there's like all this like whining and dining and, you know, maybe uh, super romantic uh, monologues telling you about how wonderful you are and, you know, um, conquering demons together. And, you know, that all it's just not real life. You know, real life is really about <laughs> scheduling and, you know, uh yeah, finances and child rearing, and it's it's not as glamorous. Well, all good takeovers must come to an end. Thanks for letting me spread the love here on Pier 54. If you'd like to hear our full show, the full episode, rather, of Love Gone Good featuring Amanda and Shannon, or Shannon and Amanda, they both shared way more with me. It's all over there, along with Martha, Michael, Sonia, and a few other guests. You can check out World Gone Good wherever you pod best. Until then, someone come hang the Franco painting I stole from the hospital before Liz boxed them all up. That was me who slammed that door that day. You know what I'm talking about. love Steve. I know. There's no other way to describe it. I got done listening to it and Madeline was in the room and I was like, I love him. And she was like, who? And I said, Steve. And she had this look like we have a friend named Steve. And mm -hmm. she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, just that guy that you heard talking. And she was like, oh, he sounded really nice. So even Madeline's in love. I mean, for him to do a World Gone Good podcast, I mean, it's so appropriate. Yes. You know, and we didn't know him before. Mm -mm. He is a friend that we have made just through our podcasting. We had an opportunity to speak with him more in depth. Okay, so this is coming out on February 17th. Mm -hmm. You can go listen to the full episode of us talking his was released on february 16th and it includes everybody that you just heard also in more detail yes. we kind of got he made us our own like little mini sewed he kept us to the gh stuff and then included the other people's information that would go with soap operas. right but on his I podcast love it. it's just all about love and we haven't heard it yet though so we have no idea what to expect from i know that episode but i'm sure it'll be awesome just like this one was i totally totally agree but i just i love his demeanor you know and he asks those questions that you're just like right i wouldn't even thought to ask that and it really makes you think it does so if you didn't get an opportunity go over to find his podcast world gone good Listen to his entire episode, however long it is. It's you'll be addicted. It, he's so good. And there were supposed to be a few other people on it that I hope that eventually he does get a chance to uh 
talk to and mm-hmm. talk about these topics because I would love to hear their take too. But yeah, hope that you enjoyed our little takeover. And eventually at some point, we're going to have to give him 1% stock in Pier 54. <laughs> so share the podcast so that we can go public. There you go. <laughs> okay. So, so join us on Monday when we take back our show and talk about this week's episodes. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at pier54podcast at gmail.com.